Ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready? It's showtime, folks! Do I have everybody's attention now? We are the nation! Give me a hell yeah! Yes! What? Yes! What? Power in the inmate! Embrace the vision. We want the smoke! Everybody's got a price! For the benefit of those with flash photography. With a tear in my eye! The cream of the crop! Hey yo! You just made the list! I am the man! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wrestle Nation, pro wrestling talk for people who talk pro wrestling. This is the official podcast of NEW, talking about all the happenings in the newest pro wrestling organization in the Pacific Northwest, as well as breaking down the world of WWE, NXT, AEW, and more. My name is Jay Bowman, and I'm joined by award-winning journalist, Mr. Wyatt Arndt, the stanchion. Wyatt, how are you doing? New York Times or Ring Journalist of the Year. You're forgetting some lines. I'll forgive you. You had a throaty growl to start the show, which I appreciated. I like that, but just work on the name and we'll get there. I'll raise you to my level eventually. I needed some water. So so you're the <laughs> award-winning journalist of the year. Yes. So what? that's like inception levels of awards. Uh, break that down a little bit more for me. So you are you won an award for winning the most awards. Do I have this correct? Yeah, it's it's pretty simple. Even you got it. So yeah, it's it's pretty easy down the line. I just I win. I have to. You have to have won awards to even be up for this award. So it's pretty prestigious. Uh, it's something that Mike Paris would understand, and uh, so it's 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 pretty cool. You know, I mean, it's my third time, right? I'm getting kind of used to it by now. So it's your third so time like being a, the award-winning journalist of the year. Yep. So it's like a champion of champions type. Is thing, that third right? third it's, year in a row? Third year in a row. Third time this year. It all works. Okay, that's great because I'll I'll do a little bit of research and actually see if there's you know any accuracy or merit or if this ever happened ever. So I mean, you you, you got to understand Belgian, the, the language of Belgian. So then you'll you'll find it, but just make sure you brush up on that. The language of Belgian? Yeah, Belgianese, I believe, is what it's called. Okay, <laughs> I can't find that on Man. Google Translate. See, I was looking and I couldn't find Belgianese. You're probably using Bing because that that's your right. your fault for using yeah, Bing. That, that's Bing Edge's will... default, so that's on you. Bing will get you every time. Peter Parker in the Amazing Spider-Man film searching on Bing. Took a while for him to work some things out. This is how it goes. We're also here uh, with the architect, Mr. As Always, the man of a thousand nicknames, Mike Paris. Mike, how yep, are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, uh, as I was coming up here to record, uh, my lovely partner asked if we were having any guests on tonight. And I said, Wyatt, <laughs> making a guest appearance. Welcome, Wyatt. Look, guys, I've got a lot of jobs I'm doing, okay? I'm doing hockey. I'm doing this. I'm doing something. I can't even talk about a couple other things. I've got to sign a bunch of NDAs. Uh, wow. I was supposed to have, I was oh. supposed to, again, have Travis Williams on the show, but he is so standing so strong 
that we can't have Mike Paris on here. And unfortunately, Mike Paris is the Iron Man of the show. We can't lose him. Can't get so, rid of him. I don't know. Yeah, can't get rid of him if we wanted I to. I would so. have loved to have uh, Travis Williams on this episode to talk about his title defense uh, at NEW5 uh, later on this evening. But uh, no Travis Williams again. Uh, I, I believed him this time when he said, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. I'll, I'll be there. But still, uh, still big timing. It's just Paris has to go for one show for one show and then he'll come on. That's that's what he said. OK, so I don't know what Paris did to him. I'm sure he sees Paris treat everyone with his gotcha journalism. He's scared of that. So he, I mean, gotcha he dug his own grave. Yeah, the one gotcha many nicknames. I have, a, I have a streak to uphold. OK, I can't just true. I can't just like drop that. How about I just not speak it's, for a while? It's a it's a streak just like his hero Goldberg. Right? That's true. So. That you know that is fair. That is fair. <laughs> yeah. So we'll have to we'll have to tase Mike Paris for one episode. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and we can see his camera. So someone's Scott Hall's going to sneak in behind him wearing a security shirt and give him a good tasing. And then we'll have a good good little chat with Travis Williams. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that a lot, uh, folks. It is a huge huge day uh, in NEW NEW five. The first show since the second of December. Uh, let's get right to it with the NEW segment. The 10-match card for NEW5 is set. Super, super excited about this evening. It is going to be awesome at the Harbor Convention Center in downtown Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, we're going to go match by match here, maybe talk about some predictions. Uh, Wyatt, do you have any bounties on the show? Same bounties as always, or you got any new ones? I got the same ones as always, so I really do need that figure four around the, on, around the ring post. And I do want uh, the submission from Evan Rivers, so that's also out there too. So, um... You know what? I'll give a twenty dollars bounty to whoever whoever wins the quickest. That's just a general one. Someone can cash in easily. I want one. I want these people to win. So the quickest match of the night. That's twenty bucks for you. You got somewhere to be? Okay. You're in a rush? <laughs> What's the incentive? No, I just want, there? I want to give people. I want because I, I just think like people go in there and you know they put in a big show and stuff. I want someone to go out there and be a killer for us. Go out there and show people that 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 killer instinct and get it done quickly. That's all. Sebastian Wolf's gonna roll up reloaded and uh, do what he did at NEW three, slam both of them on the apron, stack them, pin them, and then he's gonna get that twenty dollar, that crisp twenty dollar bill from you, eh, Wyatt? Hey, again, I just, again, I was good, good thing there. I don't want any schoolboys for this. I don't want any, I don't want any schoolboy bullshit to get this win. <laughs> what <laughs> don't about you a dare small try package? That. Yeah, small package. As long as it's done with the guys trying to flip you, your Bret Hart, and you're like possuming it up. If you do the Bret Hart, that's fine. Okay, where like you lift him up and then he falls down. Yeah, yeah, and then, <laughs> then you look exasperated beneath you, like what's going on? Then he rolls you up. <laughs> Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Uh, let's run down the card. The first one we already alluded to it. Uh, State of emergency uh, versus reloaded. Uh, highly anticipated tag match. Uh, Paris, who do you like in this one? Oh, that's. A t I like both of these. Both these teams. Uh, so that's a bit of a tough one for me. But I do think that state of emergency. They are the next uh, tag champions uh, here in NEW. So I would like to see them take this one, but uh, then to, to match them up against the Wiseman, that could be, that could be a big, big, big night for both teams. So uh, yeah, I'm not sure who to pick here, but they're both due. They're both due. Can there be two? Can there be two winners? I guess, but there are two, two, groups or wrestlers or whatever in NEW that are due. And that is reloaded and parm. Both do. Now, Wyatt, you are close with the wise men. Uh, are they, you know, potentially having an eye on this match? Because there was some uh, some issues with Reloaded at NEW3 during the chase for the championship tournament. Uh, do the wise men have a horse in this race, and are they hoping it's Reloaded? 
I mean, Wiseman, they're they're watching every match. That's what they do. That's how they stay ahead of the game. And they've got an insurance policy in Mr. Ferguson. And despite your best efforts to break them up with saying, oh, they're holding up three because there's only three of them, they're, they're strong as ever. Okay, they're strong as ever. Me, as an objective journalist, got the story, all the facts. I'm not biased at all, but they are the best tag team in all of wrestling. So I think right now, they don't care who wins. They're just watching to see weaknesses and finding out how to exploit them, as good winners do. Fair, fair. Uh, match two, Rhea Von Slasher versus Max the Impaler. I know a lot of people are really looking forward to this one. Uh, Paris, who do you got? Whew, th- this is this is a threat here uh, with Max coming in. Um, they are a physical threat, um, and I'm not sure Rhea Von Slasher can keep up there, so... I look for Max Von, not Max Von Slasher. <laughs> Max. They will join forces together and form Max Von Slasher, a team which nobody will be standing able to stand a chance against. I think Ma- Max the Impaler will live up to their name and do some impaling uh, this evening. Wait, are you saying there's going to be an actual impaling at NEW5? You know, those ring posts look kind of sharp. All right. Uh, I have said the names, like, which is, you know, going to be more deadly, impaling someone or slashing them. And technically, yeah, impaling seems worse. But you got to land that power shot to hit that, in that impaling. And I think slashing, you're going to slash, slash, slash. You're going to bleed them out eventually. I know Rhea Von Slasher, she's been working hard. Uh, I'm going to give it to the hometown girl. She's going to pull off the upset. They don't have to necessarily do the impaling, you know, that hard initially because in... Uh uh, not, not ancient times, but uh, the thing that killed you was, it was, it, was a, it was a gradual slide down uh, the uh, the pole up into your up into your brain, as far as my research uh, shows. Oh, that so horrible. It was. That was probably the worst way to die. Yeah. So just based on name alone, Maxi Impaler. Oof. That's uh, yeah. That's that's gonna be hardcore. Uh, match three, four way dance, Bishop. Eli Surge, Adam Ryder, and Evan Rivers. Uh, Wyatt, you know, we'll go to you first so you can get your anti-Evan Rivers agenda over. So go ahead, Wyatt. Floor is yours. I mean, it's basically a three-man dance and Evan Rivers is there. So um, I'm sure he's like, what, he's an observer, I guess. Even when you audit a class, that's what he's doing. He's auditing the match to learn, I guess. So good for him. That's a good way of approaching it. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and give it to Bishop. Again, I've been Bishop since day one. That one mistake streak aside, I think he, he not that he learned from it, but he realized he's got to you know stay in his A game. So I'm giving that all away to Bishop. Uh, Bishop seems like the obvious choice here, of course, but I think you've got three guys on the opposing side of the ring, including Evan Rivers, who <clears throat> uh, are looking to rise up the ranks here in NEW, and there I could potentially see them teaming up, maybe put Bishop out of the picture, and uh, I I could see Evan Rivers coming away with this one just to stick it to Wyatt. Yeah, I like Evan Rivers here too, although I will say Adam Ryder did impress me a lot in the chase for the championship tournament in that first round match with uh, with Travis Williams. Uh, a lot of low blows in that match, but uh, yeah, I'm thinking close between those two, but I wouldn't be surprised. Eli Surge, he's tricky, right? Eli Surge, I think, could maybe capitalize on some Bishop chaos. Maybe he hits a little small package on uh, on Bishop at some point, and what? You got to part two with $20. Two minutes in, that's his, Evan, that's his 20 yeah, bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Eli Surge could be that guy for you. Uh, match number four, uh, Liza and Bambi Hall versus Zoe Sager and Taryn from Accounting. Paris, start with you. Well, Liza taking the uh, taking the red eye back from back from her match at Terminus in Atlanta. So uh, hopefully, hopefully she's well rested, uh, able to 
you know, there's one thing to be said here. You, you can't underestimate the teamwork of, of sisters here. They're, they've they've been teaming up since they were wee little ones uh, and come from a long lineage of of uh, wrestling and a wrestling family. So I could see I could see the sisters coming out on top here easily. I mean, if there's one thing I've learned from watching Brothers in Wrestling, there's always some cracks that kind of shine through a bit. If I remember Owen and Brad, I'm thinking that's what we're reaching right now. I think Liza wants to showcase the world that she's ready, and I don't know if she's going to want Bambi to get in the way of that. Uh, I think there's going to be some cracks in that in that team teamwork there. And you know what? For my money, no one hits harder uh, in the entire NEW than Taryn from accounting. Yeah. Her punches are like anvils. I think she's going to drop people out. I hope she's got a finishing move one day like the Big Show, because she can do it. She can drop people. Easily. Excited to see Zoe Sager for the first time, too. We haven't had a chance to see her in uh, in NEW before. A lot of first-timers on the show, which is really exciting. Uh, match number five, uh, B-Boy and the Illa Tribe versus the Wise Men with Mr. Ferguson. Uh, Wyatt will give you a moment to collect your thoughts of how badly you think the Wise Men are going to win this match. Uh, Paris, start with you. There is absolutely no way that B-Boy isn't here to... Uh, kick ass and take names. So, look out, the wise men. This is this is this is going to be ugly for you guys because the, the b boy is is just going to destroy anything that the wise men has to offer there. And the illa tribe's going to come too. They they have a hard edge. You don't want to mess with them. These are guys who might appear smiley and fun at the face value, but they're some ass kickers. So, I'm taking b boy and and the illas here. I know you guys are expecting me to, to glowingly talk about the easy win coming for the wise men, but here's the thing. We all know the other tribe. They're not good guys. They're the baddies. We, we know. This show is, is pointed out time and time again. They pretend to be high-fiving the crowd, but they hate them. They're, they're, they're monsters down, deep down. And B-Boy is going to bring that out of them in spades. B-Boy is a killer. When I see him, this guy can... Are we on the same page here, Wyatt? It's a bad Ooh, man. Give me, hold on. I'll get to my point, and you're going to realize what's going on. They are a bad, <laughs> bad, bad group of men. They are going to hurt people. I've seen B-Boy take on Tony Brony before, and it almost cost Tony Brony at least five years off his career. There is just nothing to be gained from fighting this. B-Boy with the Illa Tribe, I am scared for everyone involved, which is why the Wise Men, knowing there's no tag teams on the line, uh, the titles, they're going to drop out. They're gonna, You know what? They're, they might just tap out. They might get out. They, oh, they'll take the loss. They're going to save themselves for what really counts. I know they've got pride. They might try a little bit, but once they realize that B-Boy is you know, what he's bringing with the Illa Tribe, I think they're just going to be like, you know what? All yours. doesn't matter because that's the spark and the intelligence of the Wise Men. So ta- right. taking the L to to just save themselves. To preserve the, the long-term W. That's long-term okay. planning. Okay. That's how they win. Sounds like the Canucks. <laughs> Can't They're just be missing Wise men win. Uh, match number six. It's uh, the return of Plexus in power. Uh, Cat Power and Alex Plexus uh, versus Taylor Rising and Mark Wheeler. Now, Wyatt, uh, Plexus teased weeks ago that he's got a major announcement uh we have tasked you to get scooping and try and use your your journalism find out what's going on uh the match is tonight what do you know do you know anything about his announcement he said he's gonna he's gonna give me an interview before the show so that's what i'm gonna try and do i'm gonna try and get that he wants to save it you know he's a showman he, he wants the, the eyes on the product so he obviously wants it on my twitter account which is bigger than the show so i get it i understand that so fair enough so i will get the, the scoop on on there and I'll, I'll tag you guys in it if i'm feeling up to it and we'll we'll see what happens worst thing that ever happened was you getting a k at the end of your follower numbers on twitter uh, yeah, i mean it's like what is it <laughs> not the 24k right now it's yeah blue i'm verified i have a lot of followers i mean that's how you win awards boys <laughs> Bluest check mark? Do you, do you yeah. have an award for that? <laughs> I probably do in Belgium. They love yeah. me in Belgium. I don't know why, but they do. 
excited to see Cat Power back. That's awesome. Uh, she hasn't been at the first several NEW shows. I uh, had maybe walked away from uh, from wrestling for a bit, but uh, very excited that she's going to be on the card. Uh, she's one of my favorite wrestlers, obviously. Her and Grindhouse, me and Beef Boy and her have a history. And, uh, I, you know, she's had a pass with Plexus, and if Plexus is coming back and teaming up with her and you've got Cassie in her corner, I don't know who's going to stop them, to be honest. They, they have a long history of winning and finding ways to win, much like the Wisemen. So uh, I'm looking forward to their uh, teamwork. Awesome. All right. Uh, the next match, it's going to be Nicole Matthews versus Sumi Sakai in a, I guess, semifinal, quarterfinal. It's it's four, uh, four ladies will be in a little mini tournament for the NEW Women's Championship. Uh, this is one of the first round matchups here. Uh, who do you, who do you like here, Paris? Who, um, both, both veterans in their own regard, like in, in, in their own areas. And, and I would never bet against Nicole Matthews, but she certainly has her work cut out for her. Uh, I've seen her on, you know, she's been public publishing on Twitter that she's been doing her research about Sumi, lo- looking at all her previous matches and and understanding what her what her flow looks like. So I, I can't bet against Nicole, so I won't. But she's got her hands full here. This is Nicole Matthews' town. Uh, I don't see her losing uh, on Pride alone. Just wanting to showcase that, you know, she is the best in this territory. And even if you bring other people in, into this territory, she's still going to dominate. I think she's here to show everyone that she's not just a P&D res- a PNW wrestler. She's like a global wrestler. And I think she's going to do that. And, uh, you know, she's the type of person that people have cheered and have booed. And you look at her. She, she wrestles the same way all the time, no matter what. I think it just depends on who she's facing. Uh, she's She's got that edge to her. She's got that willingness to do what it takes to win. So, um, you know... She's not always going to take the clean route to victory. I think that's what kind of what makes her so dangerous. Right on. Uh, tag team match, Effie and Anton Alexiev. Anton Alexiev, someone who arguably stole the show at NEW3 uh, night one. And uh, Effie, one of the biggest independent stars in professional wrestling, are teaming up to take on the Strays. That is Judas Icarus and Elliot Tyler. Uh, Elliot Tyler has a bit of a theme in NEW so far as making some mistakes in some tag matches and uh, costing his team the match. Paris, who do you like here? Well, you've got like just this. This match is going to be oozing with charisma from all four of these guys, for starters. So uh, it's going to be a fun match to watch, uh, no matter which way you cut it. Uh, but yeah, can you know? It's been a while since Icarus and and uh, Elliot Tyler have, have tagged. So do they still have some chemistry? I was watching a little highlight video that they posted the other day, and I'm loving what what they brought as a team. But is that still there, or is Elliot Tyler uh, having trouble getting along with others? Uh, of course, Effie. Uh, Effie and, and Alexia have never teamed before previously, I, I can only assume, but I could see their styles matching uh, well, so uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who comes out here with this one. Yeah, in a super competitive tag division, like the Strays need to kind of get on the board here and, you know, make some make some headway. Because you still got the Voros twins out there. You still got, obviously, reloaded, state of emergency. If the Strays want to make a run for the tag belts, uh, they need to win here pretty bad. Is Icarus going to be wearing his uh, uh, suspenders? That's what I want to know. Scoops? <sighs> I do not like the Strays. Oh, find what? find me some find, find a bigger icky you fan both than me. These guys. Exactly. Find yeah. a better beef bigger 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 beef wife fan than me. You're not gonna find it. I don't think they I don't think they work well together. I don't think they bring out the best in each other. I think they're holding each other back. I think they need to be apart from each other to get the best out of them. I can't stand the fact they are working together. 
Look at, look at like, you're going to the match, you look like a champ in Icarus or a beef boy getting his new gear, and all of a sudden you're back in overalls? That's a step backwards. What are we doing here? So anytime you start looking like Duke the Dumpster Drossy, I'm going to be like, a little concerned. So uh, I, I don't think they're going to pull this off. I think they're going to, you know, like Barry said, they haven't tagged in a while. I think the, the friendship's there, the, the, their heart's in the right place, but I just don't see them working well together here. I don't. All right. Uh, match number nine. It's going to be Taya Valkyrie returning to British Columbia, Victoria Bourne, uh, versus Casey Spinelli in the other quarterfinal matchup for the NEW women's title. Uh, Paris, what do you think of this one? Yeah, I've been back and forth on this one for, for a while, you know, and, and of course, Taya Valkyrie coming off her stint with NXT and Casey Spinelli being a, a, a veteran of, of Canadian women's wrestling for so long. This. This is going to be a tight match. I'm I'm excited to see what what happens here, but I'm going to go with Taya Valkyrie because I I think that she's coming in hot, she's coming in experienced, she's coming in ready, and she's looking to prove herself back on the indie scene once again. I would have gone with Taya like any day of the week there, uh, but she had she wrestled recently in Prestige against someone we know, Mr. Drexel. Anytime you wrestle Drexel, you lose part of your soul, man. That guy takes pieces <laughs> out of you. And uh, I won't see what happens. Again, I'm not going to spoil that show. But if you watch it, good match. I mean, big, big reveal on that one. But I think uh, she wants to prove herself, but she's wrestling everywhere. And I think, you know, you wrestle, you just wrestled Drexel recently in a hardcore match. You got, you know, you just stabbed a man in the head with spikes. Uh, I think her head's going to be elsewhere. I think it's going to go to Taylor Taylor the I Impaler. Yeah, Taylor Impaler. She might be taking names herself. So, Taylor the Stabby. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I think uh, I think KC, you saw her last match. I think KC, more than anyone, actually wants to prove to people that she's still a big name. Yeah, it's super impressive at NEW3. Uh, and then your main event of the evening is going to be Travis Williams in his first title defense, uh, unsurprisingly going up against uh, Artemis Spencer. Uh, what do you think of this one, Paris? Whew, uh, yeah, of course, Artie is the, the, the face of this of this company. He is the face of the Pacific Northwest right now. Hard, hard to bet against him, but but Travis is he's got a run going. He's he's gonna he's got his momentum. He's gonna keep that momentum, and I, I think they're gonna put on a hell of a match. But I'm I'm sticking with the incumbent here. I you know, wrestling talent aside, uh, you you got the Wiseman in your corner. You got the insurance policy there. Uh, I don't see Williams losing any time until someone forces. Plex's hand to make it a one-on-one -on -one match. No, it's an interference. Like, how, how is anyone going to beat Travis when you got three guys that can come in and interfere with you unless you got your own stable? So uh, I think on talent alone, anyone could win. But with the Wiseman in the corner, I don't see how Travis loses this one at all. It, yeah, interesting you say that because I don't know if the Wiseman are going to be fully recovered from the uh, the battering from B-Boy uh, and the Illa Tribe earlier on the evening. So I think maybe potentially Travis Williams has to go it alone here, in which case like he is riding such high momentum after all of his wins in the Chase for the Championship tournament. Great matches, every single one. He started slow in NEW, uh, lost several matches, but ever since that Josh Alexander match, he's been on a different level. And, you know, if you want to really establish yourself as the, the champion in the company, you're going to have to go through Artemis Spencer. I like Travis Williams here. Although it could, yeah, definitely go uh, either way. So super exciting card. Very, very pumped for the uh, for the event this evening. It's going to be great. Uh, and then Afterglow will be on Monday. Trivia and wrestling at the Colony Entertainment District. Visit uh, NEW or NationExtremeWrestling.com for ticket information. Uh, I'm sorry. I, be I believe that you. it's a buy. A if you have your ticket for tonight's show, it also gets you in on Monday. 
Yes, yes, there is a promotion going. Yeah, ticket for NEW5 also gets you a ticket for Monday's Afterglow. So, yeah, wrestling trivia hosted by Justin Morissette. Wrestling and trivia. It's not just going to be wrestling trivia. So, yeah, which is which is great. So, all right. Uh, well, that's uh, that's the NEW segment. Uh, fellas, you want to talk a little bit about the wide world of wrestling? Do I ever. It has been eventful. Okay, so I figured we would have a good like lead story and there'd be a lot to talk about. Uh, and then earlier on yesterday, it was revealed that, uh, I don't know if anybody saw this coming, uh, Antonio Cesaro, his uh, contract is up. He's now walked away from WWE, uh, and it's not a release. As soon as I found that out, I was like, okay, I am circling 91 days from now on the calendar, and I'm excited to see him potentially in AEW. We're starting with AEW adjacent this time uh, because I feel it's pretty clear that's where this guy's got to end up. But uh, yeah, his contract expired. That's it. Guy can show up on Rampage tonight. If he wants to. Massive, massive story. Uh, Wyatt, Cesaro, free agent. Are you excited? Are you kind of past Cesaro? Where are you at with this? I've always, like, anytime someone's gotten, got, like, you know, into the gaming area, I'm assuming they had, like, that's a big pull to, to leave WWE because, like, they can keep, you know, develop that way bigger. So, like, he is. He's into the gaming. That's another th- avenue for him to kind of go down. You know, kind of maybe a post-career kind of development, you know, long-term planning thing for him. Cesaro is awesome. You know, I, I love Cesaro. Everyone loves Cesaro. He's just a fantastic wrestler. Um, you know, I'm a bit sad that it's happening when he's older, but, you know, him going to a company where he can kind of lean fully into the wrestling, who wouldn't be excited by that? Um, you know, I, every week I tell myself, like, when someone's released, like, I'm not going to say go to AEW because we keep saying that and saying that, but Cesaro, I can't help but say, make him go to AEW. Like, that one seems like a lock. And we're already at the point where, like, you, you know, Cody leaves AEW and, like, it didn't really ruffle the roster much. Like, they have guys that could leave and do better elsewhere at this point. They have a loaded roster. But Cesaro was someone that could come in and, like, he could be, like, that Daniel Bryan guy that could elevate younger wrestlers, could still go toe-to-toe with big matches with the veterans. Like, there's so many possibilities of Cesaro that it feels like that's a perfect fit for him. Yeah, it, it kind of depends on what he wants to do. Because does he want to be the top guy in a in a, in a a fed? I, I don't think he does. I'm not sure. But to see his career continue um, is going to be interesting to to. To see where it goes. I don't know if he's going to end up in AEW. That seems to be the fait accompli, but who, who knows? He strikes me as one of these guys that loves wrestling. Well, like right. one of his best friends in the entire world is Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, who used his last, you know, kind of run in WWE to work with Cesaro a lot. And they put on great matches and try and get him like to that next level. So I feel like it's a bit of a foregone conclusion. Um, Wyatt, if he didn't go to AEW, what would you want to see Cesaro, or like as a fan of Cesaro, what would you like to see him end up? I was just thinking about him, the Daniel Bryan thing. Like, if Daniel Bryan wants to, like, kick ass to, like, mold the next generation, Cesaro fits right into that, right? Like, that's that's so easy for that to slide into that. Um, yeah, I mean, does he go to the Impact? Does he do the Indies? Like, selfishly, it'd be fun if he did the Indies for a while. Just, you know, hey, maybe he comes by AEW. Um, but, <gasps> yeah. yeah, right, see him down here. Um, Rob, book Cesaro! Yeah, get on it, Rob. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I do kind of want to see him have that top-level wrestling moment, right? Like, we, we like, as much as Dan Bryan got held back, he had his moment at WrestleMania. He had that big moment. Where Cesaro's big moment was kind of like, he got to face off with John Cena and call out his shoes and stuff. That was kind of fun. But, like, he never really had that, like, big Cesaro push that we want him to get. So I kind of want that to be, like, something he gets. And I, I don't know if you necessarily get that kind of rub from Impact. Impact is kind of a weird zone right now. Like... <laughs> 
Like, their women's division is fantastic, but, like, otherwise, you don't really, like, you're not dying to see Impact, right? So I don't know if that would give him the, that kind of, Hey, go to Japan if you want. That'd be fun, too. But, uh, you know, AEW for me would you be can fun. Go join uh, EC3 and Titan in uh, Choose Your Narrative Wrestling. Or control your oh, narrative. Oh, right. like, Fuck, I always mess up the name of that promotion <laughs> because it's fucking dumb. Uh, that is yeah, bad. but uh, control your narrative uh, wrestling. Uh, yeah, I mean, he fits right into that Moxley uh, Danielson storyline. Maybe Moxley, after their battle, decides that, ah, no, I'm not interested in this. And then, oh, here comes ready made Cesaro, who's ready to kind of be his lieutenant and work with him and mold the next generation. There's obviously a ton of stuff at play here. Absolutely. I'm sorry. I'm, I think. I'm sorry. I I think I go, I'm getting a call. I, can oh, I, okay. Can I? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, oh, enough. it's from Belgium. That's weird. Yeah. I mean, that's they're probably you know just. Let me just hear confirming it. my award with you. Oh, did you guys hear that? A little. Oh, apparently Is that that's. A bagel? Apparently that's Dutch, which is the language that the majority of the Belgian people speak. Oh, Belgianese. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, Dutch for you're a dipshit. So well, that's weird. Why are they calling you to tell you that? That's they, really they told, no. They said they said tell Wyatt. Yeah, I didn't hear my name in there in, in Belgianese. That seems a bit odd. Uh, apologies. Uh, listen, fellas, I'm just but, taking uh, I'm just taking this call. That's all. I'm, but what I'm yeah. seeing is Belgium just called you up and said you're a dipshit. <laughs> there might be a flaw. Well, maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm misunderstanding. Maybe they're maybe they're on your side. I don't know. Okay, okay. I, they are on my side. That would make sense. Was, yeah, uh, I didn't realize you know what it was. Expert detail fell Netherlands. So sorry. Okay. What yeah, he said that means that means I don't speak much Dutch. <laughs> yeah, you speak Belgianese. Get jeez, guys, get some culture. Well, listen, I'm just we're just relaying the message. I'm sorry, sorry if I insulted you, Wyatt. You know what? You know what, boys? You know what? I'm done. I, I've given you enough of my time. I've given you more than. I, I'm what? not getting paid nearly enough to do a full hour. Listen, Mike, I'm just Mike relaying the, the message, man. man. I'm just no, relaying no, the no, message. No, 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 no. If we're gonna sit here and insult my people and me, then I'm out. So you know what? You can the have Dutch? the rest of the show. Yeah, the Dutch are my people. The Belgianese are all my people. Enjoy the rest of the show. Which is it? <laughs> I'm going to get ready. I'm going to talk to Alex Plexus, and I will talk to you boys later. I'm well, done. let Jeez. us know what the scoop is. Yeah. You'll, like, I'll tag you. On, I'll tag one of you on Twitter. Oh Bowman just pissed me off the I least. Go, so I wonder which one. Yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. You know what's going on. Okay. I'm tag Bowman. All right. Well, thanks. See you. Yeah. Oh. See you boys later. Okay. He's gone. Cool. Typical. Wow. Uh, so, so Belgium called you. I, I, I'm just relaying the message. That's all. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, the Cesaro thing, I mean, how that guy wasn't pushed to Jupiter after he, like, I'll take you back, WrestleMania 30, first yeah. ever Andre the Giant Battle Royal, mm. one of the best spots of that entire card, uh, lifts up Big Show, body slams him over the top rope, and think about all the Battle Royals Big Show has been in, which is a fucking ton, and all of the eliminations, the most spectacular out of all of them was that. The best big man elimination in Battle Royal history. Uh, Cesaro showing off his freakish strength. Crowd loves it. The next night, uh, he declares himself a Paul Heyman guy, gets paired with Paul Heyman. And then what happened? Work? Yeah. Oh, it was because he has an accent yes. and he has a hard time speaking English as his first language because he speaks five languages and Kevin Dunn fucking sucks. And uh, yeah, that was it. That was so, it. Also, sorry, like, Cesaro. let's not underestimate the fact that he made the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal seem cool for five seconds and oh make it God. seem like it had any sort of weight or importance to the to someone's career. And, yeah. and then they just squandered it and, and ultimately squandered that whole premise. How dare you 
cast dispersions on Mojo Rowley's Andre the Giant (laughs) Battle Royal celebration and his victory with uh, with the assistance of Gronk or Matt Hardy or Baron Corbin. All these luminaries that have won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. And now they're answers to trivia. Someone tell Justin Marisette. saying it means nothing. Wow. I know, right? How many of those people are still with the company? I'd rather not discuss that because that Where proves Where is Bojo Raleigh? <laughs> Did he get I fired? I don't. Oh, yeah, he's gone. <laughs> okay. He has to. He has to. Yeah, he's, he's gone. He's gone. Uh, yeah. So here's the thing. And like AEW with the WWE folks online and, and all that stuff, they always, oh, another, they're just getting all these WWE cast offs. And oh, yeah, just keep doing it. It's like impact. And it's like, all right. Yeah. Here's the difference, though. Um the people who are referred to as WWE castoffs or WWE guys, again, that whole terminology and viewpoint is based on the fact that they were, sorry, Impact, the only game in town for about 19 years. Right, right. Right? So, yeah. you know, in WCW era, people going back and forth and stuff, there really was no, oh, he's a this guy, he's a this guy. You can be multiple things. So, but let's look at the WWE guys. Uh, CM Punk, what has he done since he's come in? He's done nothing but work with younger talent and elevate them. Yep. We'll talk more about the MGF thing a little in a little bit, but that's what CM Punk is doing. Okay, great. What did ex-WWE guy Cody Rhodes, who was part of starting the company, what has he done in his time there? He's worked with MJF, right? He did his best to get QT Marshall over. Uh, <laughs> God bless you, pal. Uh, and then with his Good last effort. act, he uh, you know he worked with Malachi Black. And with his last act, he you know put over Sammy Guevara with maybe the greatest wrestling spot of all time. Uh, put over Guevara, huge ex WWE guy Cody Rhodes, uh, ex WWE guy John Moxley. What's he doing? He's working with a lot of younger talent. He's able to stretch himself like creatively and have that freedom. Okay, great. Ex WWE guy Brian Danielson. What is he doing? Ever since he's walked in the door, he's working with younger talent, elevating them, his whole thing with the Dark Order. How invested were you in each of those Dark Order guys yeah. in those subsequent weeks leading up to the Hangman Page feud? Right, yeah. It, it's it's all been... Be- and I think the key here is is that they haven't just taken every WWE cast off. Yes, they've taken the majority, but they probably could have taken more. Um, and I think what they are investing in is those guys who love wrestling they are investing in the guys who who want to continue the magic that got them to the wwe in the first place which is what they developed with themselves and their characters and their work right in the indies Mm -hmm. and i think that's why you don't see like a braun Strowman, for instance uh no a and AEW. it's not the kind of they're not just taking everyone for the sake of taking them they're taking people who are passionate about their work and uh you know i think even like listening to um MJF's like you know kind of personal promo this uh, this past week um you know that that's kind of what they're going for they're going for the we love wrestling crowd they're going when it comes to their wrestlers when it comes to their fans they're going for that that type of person so I, I could see them embracing another person like that in Cesaro. And, and like I say, I don't think Cesaro wants to be AEW champion necessarily. I think he oh. wants to go to a place where he can, you know, kind of like how CM Punk has said, get back to his roots and become a wrestler again. And, and not love just, it again. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I don't know who uh, what's going to happen. I, I, I don't, I, we can't say for certain at this stage that Cesaro is going to end up there, but it does seem to be the case. 
Yeah, and it's not like this is TNA, where as soon as an ex-WWE guy comes walking through the right. door, right. all right, world title run, you're in the world title picture and everything, because there's the category of ex-WWE guys which are more veteran-leaning, and they've been working with younger talent. I mean, even Danielson and Moxley, him coming out and just talking about Lee Moriarty, talking about Wheeler Yuta, talking about Daniel Garcia, and then in subsequent weeks, working with those guys, right. beating them, of course, but making them look great and trying to make stars out of them. Yeah, those are XWE guys I would definitely want in that company. And on the flip side, you have those guys that they've acquired, uh, but they're not pushing them to the moon right away. Yeah, uh, Pac comes in, and... You know, Pac didn't just automatically get the world title run and everything like that. Uh, he's gone kind of up and down with injuries and other issues. Yep. But like Alistair Black, Malachi Black, same thing. Came in, worked with Cody Rhodes, um, Keith Lee, Miro. They are taking these folks who were, I think everybody kind of universally agrees, underappreciated and underutilized in WWE, but not pushing them to the moon right away. Bringing them in, giving them some time to kind of find their footing. It took some time with Miro, obviously, but his last run was fantastic. And that's the Miro that wrestling fans, not WWE fans specifically, but wrestling fans have been wanting to see. So a guy like Cesaro becomes a free agent. Who cares about the narrative? Oh, you're just picking ex-WWE guys. You bring that guy in. Buddy Matthews, who debuted uh, on Dynamite the other night. Yep. Great wrestler. You bring him in. It should be talent above all else. And your point about, yeah, they didn't just go bringing in Braun Strowman. I like Braun Strowman. I think Braun Strowman's fucking awesome. But they're not just grabbing everybody. Karrion Cross isn't there right now. Um, Mojo Rowley isn't there right now. So a lot of the criticisms about, oh, they're just bringing in XWE guys. No, they're bringing in either... Veterans who are going to make their young guys better and make their young guys stars, or they're bringing in the guys who WWE failed. I'm going to say Uh, they failed and giving them a chance to be great wrestlers again. And sometimes it'll work, sometimes it won't, but at least they're going to get a better, fair shot uh, to be themselves and get over. Yeah, that's exactly right, and and I I love it. Like I've I don't think. At this stage, it's hard to to say that AEW has made a bad move in regards to uh, additions they've made to their roster. Of course, there's still opportunity for that. There's still opportunities for us to say, like, what the hell were they doing with that guy? Um, But right now, I don't think that the wrong people are getting stuck in catering, so to speak. So... You know, and every show is a is a fucking banger. Like yeah, this week, yeah, what this yeah. week was was not to miss television. So, you know, like we can't say they're making any mistakes there. Yeah, things are tough for uh, for us Tony Nese fans out there right now, and us Jay Lethal fans are we're waiting to eat. But again, like it's a cyclical thing. People have time off, and people are pushed for a bit. Uh, but what I makes just... a difference there as well? Sorry, is that these guys aren't. Um, exclusive, the majority of them. So yeah. you're seeing them show up on the indies. You're seeing them go around to different companies around around the world. Like, you know, Malachi Black just did a tour of the Pacific Northwest. Like, th- these guys aren't told to stay there and not do anything else. They're given the opportunities elsewhere if they feel like that's the right thing to do for their career. But ultimately, they are all elite. So if AEW has something for them, they're able to utilize them. If they don't, they don't. And that's okay in regards to them putting money in their pockets. All right, let's talk. All right, so here's Dynamite from Wednesday night. Uh, Tag team battle royal. 
Uh, MJF promo with CM Punk. Ricky Starks versus 10 in a qualifier for the Face of the Revolution ladder match. Eddie Kingston in a confrontation with Chris Jericho. Uh, Jade Cargill defending the TBS title and having a thing with Tay Conti afterwards. Um, Brian Danielson versus Daniel Garcia. Uh, front to back. Uh, oh, and they also had the House of the Black Kings or right. whatever uh, versus uh, Penta and Pac. Front to back, everything worked. Yeah. I loved everything on the show. Maybe not loved, but I at least liked everything on the show. Uh, there was some stuff that was fucking top tier. The best professional wrestling around right now. There was some other stuff that I didn't give a shit about really beforehand, but now has elevated not just Revolution, but next week's Dynamite. Specifically, I'm talking about Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho. Right. Yeah. Chris Jericho and his thing with uh, Santana and Ortiz and the Inner Circle and Sammy Guevara is laying his vest. Oh, jeez. Uh, I, I could care less about any of this stuff. I'm, I'm sick of the Inner Circle and okay, great. Their segment, which we'll talk about first here, uh, Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho, that was great. Yeah, yeah. And and let's just say it right off the top, like, on paper, this Revolution card is shaving up to be one of the best, like, pay-per-view cards ever. Like, Are you going to pay for it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like paying for things. They're working so hard to get your money. They've got my money. You can take it. It's yours. You did good and you entertained me. What if I come over and watch it? Hey, that'd be great. Hey, that'd be great. All right, let's, let's be friends. Come over. We'll watch it. Uh, maybe we'll go to. Uh, I think the Red Card has. They're doing AEW pay per views or whatever. So maybe we go to the pub. No, oh, watch it. Interesting. Ooh, okay. Yeah, Fancy. Have a, some, anyway, some but, beers oh, like, and a fish sandwich between us. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, That's weird, Paris. <laughs> A fish sandwich. Okay. Um, I'll Between ask, us. I'll ask more <laughs> questions later. Um, but yeah, like this is like one of those cards that's shaping up to be one of those, like, if you'd talk to me two or three years ago, like, what? Like, let's talk like dream matches. Like, it's it's got that kind of element to it where these pairings are everything you want out of professional wrestling right now. So, or these, these groupings in these matches. So, like, that's, let's just start there. And then... To have Eddie Kingston, who wasn't really doing anything, and then to have Chris Jericho, who, uh, like you say, wasn't exactly working the best work of his career in the program that he was doing, having them come together and just like, you didn't see it coming, but when it did happen, it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, uh, and I'll say this, and Jericho looks great. Right now, like people talk about the shape that uh, Jake Hager is in, yeah. But uh, Jericho as well. This is, I think, the best he's looked uh, with uh, with AEW. So uh, no, I'm super into this match. I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, the tag team battle royal, uh, interesting concept. I was like, oh, okay, they have to eliminate both guys, which is cool because you have like, oh, FTR still has both their guys in, so they're like a clear favorite here. And then you know, John Silver is in there for a long time, so Dark Order still has a chance throughout. Uh, the end of that, they've been teasing, obviously, the, the dissension between Red Dragon and the Young Bucks for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then this is just another really great, solid chapter 
of this story, which we're getting weekly. Kyle O'Reilly, uh, they're beating the crap out of them using, I think, combo offense from the two of their teams. And right. then Kyle O'Reilly goes to throw Silver over the top rope, but, ah, oh, my shoulder hurts. Ah, I can't do it. My shoulder hurts. Matt Jackson, well, fuck, I'll do it then. And then Kyle O'Reilly was faking his injury and then just threw him out Topples immediately him yeah. afterwards. I've never seen that's awesome. I haven't seen that in a battle royal before. I thought that was great. Red Dragons in that match. Do you think Young Bucks are winning next week to be the other uh, team in that match? Aren't you upset that the the Ass Boys didn't uh, fare better in this match? Or? Of course I am. You don't even need to ask that. Uh, yeah, I was again pulling so they're, for the they're winning next week then, right? Billy Gunn and his adult sons. But uh, yeah, I'm sure they'll win next week. But if they most likely don't, uh, do you expect the Young Bucks to be the ones? Yeah storyline wise that makes all the sense of the world so why not and and no one's gonna be too upset uh with either of those teams uh taking out jurassic express i assume it would be red dragon barring any unexpected situations uh at revolution but uh but yeah the, the young bucks make sense here i don't want jurassic express to lose their belts to more so promote a red dragon versus young bucks feud i would also well you could here's the thing aew has tons of balls in the air they can do all these things simultaneously right i would much rather see it go into a christian versus jungle boy uh i'm i'm waiting for heel christian i'm I'm being yeah. very patient, and it's going to be fucking awesome. Or, or maybe uh, Jurassic, Jurassic Jurassic Express uh, retains, and and it still elevates the Young Bucks and, and Red Dragon coming out of it in regards to them being up against each other. So and maybe they ruin use, it for one another. Yeah, and then Billy Gunn and his adult sons can be the ones to dethrone uh, friggin' uh, Jurassic Express because Christian turns heel. There's going to be a real... Perfect. I'll tell you right now, bookmark this tweet that I'm saying, uh, there is going to be a banger Luchasaurus-Christian Cage match at some point in the next uh, in the foreseeable future, and I'm really looking forward to it, and Christian's going to fuck him up. I thought you were going to say Billy Gunn and Christian. That too. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my six-man, goddammit? I want a six-man again. Um, what else we have? Uh, Ricky Starks qualified for the uh, Face of the Revolution Battle Royal. Uh, are you bummed? It's not just going to be Haas exclusive anymore. <laughs> well, that's what I was saying last week. It's like they got to yeah. add some some different styles here, some different elements, especially you know in the ladder match format. You you want you want different skill sets there. So uh, Ricky Starks is a perfect ad in that regard. I'm surprised that Dante Martin's not in that. Yeah, because he fits the the gimmick of the match. Like, hey, we're elevating these guys for TVTs in the TV title division, I would say, or at least a little adjacent to it. But he's definitely a guy who could showcase from a ladder match spot fest with how impressive he is. I was really, really surprised that uh, you spoiled for me that Powerhouse Hobbs <laughs> got in over Dante Martin. And you know me, I love a Haas. I love Powerhouse Hobbs, but, uh, you know, it feels like Dante Martin fit a bit more uh, with this, but that's eh, okay. So it's uh, Wardlow, Ricky Starks, Keith Lee, and Powerhouse Hobbs at this point. Uh, and, and I won't look to see if it, there's been any other additions. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. And then obviously Cesaro is going to qualify. Buddy Matthews is going to qualify. Mojo Rowley is going to get in. So, <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. All XWWE. Uh, we had Jade Cargill successfully defending her TBS title. I think she's great. Uh, and then uh, Tay Conti came out and confronted her afterwards and looks like we're heading for maybe Tay v. Jade uh, at a future Dynamite or I don't know if they'll do it at Revolution. What do you say? Yeah, I, I 
I think that's the right spot for Tay Conti right now. I think they want to push her. Um, so I think that's the right. So I don't think she's in DMD's uh, realm right now fully. Yep. Uh, so to give her kind of that mid card title that they have kind of established as, I would love to see them push Jade to the next level. If yep. uh, if Tay Conti, you know, is the one to take the belt from her, I'm not sure I see that happening either, to be honest. But but Jade Cargill is a is a star and you should treat her that way (laughs) (laughs) yes uh and also i think thunder rosa and Britt baker is going to be great and that's a revolution caliber match um so travel is allowed again for us canadians for the most part we can go to the states and this and that so uh talking with the uh the girlfriend and she's kind of wanting to go to new york for uh memorial day weekend at the end of may okay fine we're talking about it basically going to be locking in those travel plans why am i talking about this right now because i'm fucking devastated uh (laughs) because they announced uh three shows in las vegas that same weekend uh it's going to be Fucking uh, ramp or dynamite on the Wednesday, rampage on the Friday, and then double or nothing uh, at the T-Mobile. You and I have seen wrestling shows there before. Mm-hmm. Oh man, <laughs> I would. We, we've been dying for a wrestling uh, a wrestling trip. Uh, me, you, and uh, and Wyatt, and wouldn't that be great? Cheap flights, go down there, good accommodations, nothing but partying, nothing but good times. We were just talking yesterday about a, a trip you and I took for the Elimination Chamber, and uh, well, mostly the Canucks versus Golden Knights, but hey, same weekend Elimination Chamber, let's go. That worked out well. <laughs> it worked out really well. Uh, I would uh, give my left arm to be in Las Vegas for a week. To see an AEW pay-per-view would be fantastic. Like We're talking yeah. blank check shit. I don't care how much the tickets are this is oh elton john retirement tour versus no i'm going to this this is the <laughs> this is the one and i can't imagine like that's a reasonable sized arena so the, they're probably looking to move tickets so it's probably not super expensive but. yeah i i'm so excited and now i'm trying to like how do i try and covertly reschedule this new york trip to be able to go to Vegas for uh, for double or nothing because I would like talks of AEW is going to come in the Pacific Northwest. They're going to come on the West Coast, do some shows in LA, and like, oh, wouldn't it be great? Like, we'll go down to Seattle to watch them or whatever. But to actually get to see one of the pay per views, yeah, of the five of them that they have like a year, yeah, would be just and it's so unlikely that delightful. that will ever come to our direct no any closer than Las Vegas. That's that's it. Yeah. That's that's how close it will come. And they'll come yeah. back, sure, but yeah. I don't know if AEW will ever be, um, I hope it will, hotter with me personally and mm-hmm. as invested as I am personally. Like I was talking to somebody at work today about wrestling, and I'm like, they were like, oh, so do you watch all of it? I'm like, fuck no. You watch like all of Raw? I can't tell you the last time I sat down and watched a three-hour episode of Raw. Yeah, no I follow wrestling, mm-hmm. but the only wrestling that I make the time to absolutely watch Every week is my two hours of dynamite, and I'm satisfied every week for the most part. I don't care what the ratings are, right? It's disappointing to see last week they put on the kind of show that they do, and they get like 880,000 viewers, and like Raw is, pardon my French, fucking dog shit, and um, (laughs) they're pulling in, well, they're pulling in like 1.28s and stuff. Yeah. 
it was like that WWE, WWF was putting on really great Raws and still trailing in the ratings to WCW for a while before that kind of switch Shift. happened. I just yeah. really hope like this long-term planning and storyline stuff pays off. And that's how we're going to transition into MJF and CM Punk and what we saw on Dynamite. When CM Punk's music hit and he interrupted MJF back in November or whatever it was, like after it was the week after full gear, if I'm not mistaken. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's Sounds say right. This. Uh, I was like, oh, okay, that's great that they're doing this now, but the next pay-per-view is going to be in March. Right. So they'll probably right. do it at, like, winter is coming. They'll do a big blow-off and stuff, and then maybe whoever comes out of that will get the title match at uh, Revolution in March. There's no way they're going to be able to stretch this thing out for five months or four months or whatever it is. Uh, this has been one of my, at this point, like favorite storylines almost like ever. Yeah. Twists and turns abound, very personal history between the guys. You had MJF winning in Chicago, which, you know, never felt like a blow off, but it could have been. And then now they've managed to, uh, in the last two weeks with Punk giving the dog collar M. Bison, Raul Julia promo. Uh, yeah. MJF not saying anything and being upset about it. Oh, you're like, oh, he's upset because he's going to get fucking battered in a dog collar match. Uh, no, he came out on Dynamite this past Wednesday and basically expressed himself a little bit deeper than that. And holy shit. Yeah, like, it's so interesting to get that kind of like, and like what everything he said from my understanding is true, like about his, about his childhood and about his love of wrestling and all that kind of stuff. So like the, to see the, the heel in this build, uh, deliver that kind of promo was so like kind of jarring in kind of a, such an interesting way. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. The wrestling classic has since posted like that. This is all legit. The yeah. wrestling classic uh, on Instagram, one of the best wrestling accounts there is, um, posted a message that uh, MJF sent back in 2015 or something, uh, which was you know super super heartfelt. And he was just starting out in the business and everything. And was like, hey, I hope to, you feature some of my stuff on your uh, on your page. I love the stuff you do. Nice. It's great. I'm a huge wrestling fan. Like it's legitimate. And also, um, someone had posted a post of his from the the Punk Danielson like handshake. Mm. in front of the WrestleMania 28 sign yep. or whatever, yep. and him talking about, I don't like what I'm doing with like school. It's very difficult for me. I don't want to play football. This is all I ever wanted to do, so I'm going to do this. Uh, and then taking it back to that photo and explaining his side of it, what he was going through as a adolescent at the time, being bullied, uh, having like some learning disabilities, CM Punk being his hero, uh, and then Punk leaving and that just breaking his heart and that he's going to be the best in spite of CM Punk and he's not going to give up on his dream. Like, holy shit, the layers that have been given to the heel in this story is not something I think we've seen before in wrestling. Exactly. And, and it's it's funny too because the, the character has never been like, I hate you or I'm not a fan of you. Like MJF to CM Punk this is. Yeah. Like it's always been 
I don't like what you've become. I don't like what WWF or WWE rather. Uh, I don't like what they did to you. I don't like where you agreed to go with them. I don't like the fact that you dropped out of the business for seven years. Like all this kind of stuff is really what his character has been all about. And it is that kind of the root of it as we're kind of learning is that like heartbroken wrestling fan kid who feels yeah. like he was like let down by one of his heroes and is now taking out taking it out on him. And like, I don't know, I just, I've loved every week of this. And every week I go, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be, they're not going to deliver again this week in the same way they've delivered every other week. And they continue to surprise me. They waited with the picture because the picture itself and the fallout from that, which we're seeing now, has several weeks worth of story to it. Because on the surface, it seems like, armchair smarky shit like yeah you quit you walked away blah 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 you gave up on wrestling you suck but now to see the extra layers of it of like what it meant to him like as a person to yeah. see someone who he was a huge fan of and who he believed in do that and that kind of be his villain origin story the layers here i absolutely <laughs> love it they didn't just go oh he comes out on uh comes out on dynamite with his music looks at mjf scoffs at him, turns around, and walks away. That's how this whole thing started. The right. next week, if this was WWE, oh, here's a picture of me and you when you were a kid. You suck. Blah, 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 blah. And then they fight at the pay-per-view, and then they fight at the next three pay-per-views, and they just drag it on, and it's just it's garbage, and it sucks. But this is something that has been built up over several months. They're going to make it to Revolution. It's going to be an amazing match. And then blow it off. And the CM Punk versus MJF feud, which everybody wanted to see as soon as CM Punk walked into AEW in Chicago in late August, this delivered. Yeah. We're not even done yet, but this is already delivered. We've gone from, ah, you're not as good as Britt Baker to, you fucking broke my heart when I believed in you. And that's why I am the way that I am. And just the way they played it off. Punk didn't come out with the microphone and go, whoa, 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 hold on right, a minute right. here. So you're telling me, no, he came out, concerned look on his face, got in the ring, no mic. Is this true? Is that true? MJF did not grab a mic and say, yeah, it's true, you piece of girl, I'm going to fight you. No, he just said, yeah, single fucking tear. And then yeah. left the ring while CM Punk looks conflicted and confused. I've seen some chatter about a possible double turn or something like that. Uh, and how wild it would be if uh, Punk dethrones Adam Page. And then we get a face MJF versus heel CM Punk. Uh, I'm so curious to see what face MJF looks like. Like, I don't even know how you... like. He's he's a he's has still he ever a been a he's, face in his career <laughs> like uh, yeah at and any it, point? we talked about it before I mean it was a couple episodes of Wrestle Nation ago where I was absolutely losing my mind and marking out over him being a massive face in Long oh, Island sure sure but you but he can't didn't do that change everywhere. anything but here's the thing like he shouldn't change anything he shouldn't change his alignments or anything or his like attitudes but in this case you see where he's coming from and mm -hmm. he's kind of right yeah he's fucking he's Magneto. Here, like, oh yeah, <laughs> guy saw some shit and doesn't really trust people. I get it, I get it. Uh, yeah, I mean, we could do two shows worth of stuff on CM Punk versus uh, versus MJF. Uh, we'll move on to this the last little bit from AEW. Uh, Brian Danielson, Daniel Garcia, uh, everybody looking forward to this match. This thing again delivered. Danielson doing a great job uh, elevating these guys, giving them that showcase, giving them that spotlight. Uh, and then uh, him and Moxley is just going to be just an awesome match. I love that they haven't closed the door on their partnership. 
we yeah. have to get through this first and we'll see yeah let's let's hash it out in the ring and then we'll we'll see we'll see where we can go from there if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't and and i uh, yeah i'm excited to see the match and i'm excited to see where they go with the storyline there's a lot less that we're going to talk about right now when it comes to the Brian Danielson, Moxley, Daniel Garcia, like the iron sharpens iron factory that they're going to make. Uh, that is not a uh, descriptor of how good that storyline has been compared to the 10 minutes we just spent talking about CM Punk and MJF. <laughs> but it's just a very solid, like a simpler story that is no less engaging. But uh, yeah, there's just not, it's not um, something that we have to, pick apart it's just very simple easy to digest but still fucking great and that's that's the same story that brian danielson's been selling the whole time he's been in AEW. is that just like kind of simple just good wrestling with good storytelling and yeah. not overly complicating things not making a big deal not cutting huge promos or anything like that but doing what it takes uh to get over in the ring and he and he's doing it He's done it with every wrestler he's wrestled, made them look better going through the Dark Order. We already referenced that. And now yep. going through these kind of younger guys, it's it's just, he's he's the best. The thing I care about least at Revolution is this world title match, which is going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But that's the that's the undercard for a lot of people, right? I'm going to be a mess watching CM Punk and MJF wrestle. I don't know who <laughs> I'm going to be cheering for. They're going to be crying. I'm going to be crying cameraman's crying he's going through his own stuff uh yeah it's maggie be... laughed she's such a little trooper <laughs> she's such a little trooper uh yeah it's gonna be uh, a great show and uh yeah i'm happy to part with my uh hard-earned uh dollars and cents uh you are more than welcome to come over and watch it with me <laughs> deal i don't want to be alone <laughs> in your tears <laughs> <laughs> let's be yeah. i have, I'll have the a camera sandwich <laughs> i'll cut my fish sandwich in half you can have some i'll have some let's get weird uh moving over to wwe for a little bit we talked about cesaro leaving uh jeff hardy uh on i forget what the name of the podcast was uh essentially said fuck wwe um yeah, yeah good good for him i guess right. they wanted him to go to rehab uh, he didn't want to, didn't want to be away from his family and stuff, and also didn't necessarily feel like he, I think he never tested positive for anything, or, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of muddy water there, which we're not going to get into, um, but uh, what else we have going on? Elimination Chamber was last week. Brock Lesnar uh, is WWE, uh, your favorites, just keep uh, keep winning. Brock Lesnar, WWE champion again. It will be winner take all at WrestleMania. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. <sighs> is this a sign of another brand separation disillusion? Like, are we, I, I are don't we, fucking it, know, is man. Is that where like, this is going? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, I... Why are they doing this? <laughs> for, for what and it's what, worth. And with these guys, like, they're obviously the two best guys and two biggest yeah. stars and most dominant guys. Fine. But we'll just do two matches with two different people. What are we fucking doing here? <laughs> I don't know. I'm so confused that they've gone this route. Uh, I will. I do want to say one thing about uh, Elimination Chamber and just how the last several weeks since the disastrous Royal Rumble have gone. Credit to WWE for doing what they can at this point to try and make some new stars. Now, it might not be the stars that we want them to make or the stars that we're behind, but you cannot 
argue that they are not doing their best to get Austin Theory over and make Austin Theory a thing. Also, somebody at the Royal Rumble who everybody was like, who the fuck is this guy with the suspenders eliminating all these dudes? They are they're they have gone from that and are trying to make something happen with Madcap Moss. So although they are just pushing your Lesners and your Reigns and stuff, they are doing something for the younger guys. The sad thing is you just feel like they're just going to abandon it when Vince gets bored. But the, you got to give them credit for they are trying to make that something. Madcap so, Moss okay. didn't just eliminate people at the Rumble and then he just fucked off for a while. Yeah, they're certainly putting more into him than they're putting into Baron Corbin, which is yeah surprising. Um, but with Austin Theory, so trying to get him over is him like in a comedic way getting absolutely fucking destroyed by Brock Lesnar in the in the elimination chamber. Yeah. I'm not saying that I think they're doing it well <laughs> or anything. <laughs> I, I want to make that perfectly clear. I, I don't think it's like I don't necessarily <sighs> think it's working, but it's clear that they are putting, putting them in, in putting them in situations and circumstances where there are a lot of eyes on them. Sure. Yeah. And I guess if if they are going away from the uh, previous, you know, kind of NXT format of of bringing in indie guys and working them into the main roster and so on and so forth, and and going back to their roots of let's bring in these really young guys and teach them the WWE way and uh, give them the tools they need to succeed and work mainly off of charisma and look and all those kind of things. Um, I guess yeah, you can hitch your wagon to to a Austin Theory. I I. A noted non-Brock Lesnar fan got a real kick out of watching him just, like, hurl Austin Theory around that <laughs> yeah. elimination chamber. I thought it was g- great to watch. Um, and, and I I don't know, Austin Theory's character is just so, like, weird right now. I don't, I don't know. I don't Again, see I, it. Yeah. Like, I could see it if they gave him something different to work with, but the kind of, like, the stuff with Vince McMahon and the selfie stuff and the kind of, like, in, in the Elimination Chamber, he was, like, kind of the comedic relief kind of chicken shit guy. Like, so I don't really know what they're doing with him, but he's certainly talented, and he certainly has a good look, and he certainly has charisma, and he can work a microphone and everything within that. So maybe there is something there that I'm just not seeing right now. But like you say, they are putting them in big spots to put eyes on them and and see if they can make it work. Yeah, I'm watching my like broad stroke criticism of WWE. Like, ah, oh, they're not just pushing the same old shit all the time and they're not making any effort. Like, again, I'm firmly on team. I want Nakamura versus AJ Styles for the title for 45 minutes, and I want Cesaro versus Brock Lesnar. Right? Like, I got my favorites and the things that I want to see and stuff, sure. But as I said, they are at least, you can't say they're not trying yeah. with these guys. Uh, it's just, like I said, they tried with Elias, and then they gave up on Elias. Right. And they tried right. with Corbin, and then they gave up on Corbin. And then Corbin's the GM. And then Corbin's broke, and I loved him. Uh, and then Corbin won the lottery, and uh, okay, he fucking sucks again. So <laughs> like, you can't say that they're not doing their, uh, doing their best. Uh, also, it's clear, I guess, at this point, we're doing Owens versus Austin. Yeah, this is happening. Uh, Owens just, <sighs> apropos of nothing has just been shit-talking Texas, like, to the camera the last, like, two weeks since these rumors started. So I guess this is happening? I I don't know. Like, fine. 
But I, I don't know. We talked about this last week, so like I'm not we gonna cr- criticize the the move of doing it again. If they want to start building something there, that's fine. I'm not I'm not gonna put it down. Uh, is this the right guy with Austin? I'm not sure. Is Austin yes. the right guy to come back? I'm not sure. <laughs> um, They're gonna but, do a thing with the photo again because there's pictures of young Kevin right. Steen with Austin at the airport, where Austin gave him a lot of great advice and stuff. And they're gonna try and they're gonna WWEify the childhood photo, the teenage photo promo that we just saw. And just like when the Miz and Edge had their response to the great segment that was on Dynamite, yeah, it's just gonna be a WWEified version of it. And a few Cody Rhodes uh, yeah, right. breadcrumbs being being left behind as well. So who who knows? It might all uh, might all be smoke and mirrors. But uh, <gasps> I understood that reference. Uh, yes, but like maybe they're just feeding us what we want to hear. Maybe they're just uh, teasing us with things that are never going to pay off in the way we expect them to. Yeah. But then again, maybe we'll hear that glass shatter sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. And and Cody Rhodes uh, also appear from the mist. Ah, oh, what are the glass shatters? And it's Cody Rhodes. And the, <laughs> and the gimmick they've given him upon his return is you're now Stone Cold Steve Austin. Just like Just fake razor like, diesel. Pretend like nothing is different. Yeah. Oh my God. You know what? <laughs> Fuck it. I I will be a staunch WWE supporter after that if they just like played it super seriously. He doesn't like shave his head bald or anything. He's just yeah, he looks like Cody, Cody Rhodes. Rhodes. Black in a leather vest. The best in the vest and everything, and he just comes out drinking beer. Or, like, maybe he's got, like, seltzer or something like that. He's got some white claws. He's sitting and drinking. I'm on board. It's like, the ball's on these guys. What? We brought back Stone Cold Steve Austin. We own the rights to the character. Oh, do yeah, do fake Razor and Diesel again on a bigger scale. Also, we've got Shawn Michaels. Come on out, Shawn. And it's Johnny Gargano. It's like, all right, cool. We're doing Shawn Michaels again. So it's like, I don't know. It sounds know even, more like choose your own adventure wrestling. Uh. Where do I even start my criticism? Because you're rehashing old stars, but with fresh young talent. I don't I know like it. anybody criticizing it's them. It's like a James Bond movie. Yeah, I don't know. Should I be mad about this? It's Johnny Gargano, which is great, but he's playing Shawn Michaels, which we've seen. I'm so conflicted. Ronda Rousey, Charlotte. <laughs> went straight real quick there. <laughs> Charlotte, main eventing uh, WrestleMania night one. I'm yeah. just, I'm so grateful that WrestleMania is two nights. Oh my God. I'm not watching another eight hour WrestleMania uh, where I take too many edibles and I don't really remember Kofi Kingston, my fucking one of my all time <laughs> favorites, winning the WWE title. But, um,. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I like how as well uh, that gives them the opportunity to have a different uh, main event, quote unquote, whether or not you want to define it as such or not. But uh, to let those two women showcase on that on that first night, um, is it going to be my favorite matchup ever? Probably not. I don't know. I don't know how they blend style wise. I think that Ronda Rousey is better matched up with pretty much any other female wrestler. To be honest with you, Charlotte's great and and can probably work with her, but. I would have liked to see Sasha or Becky Lynch or, you know, Oscar. I think there's a, uh, where is Oscar? She, I, think she, I think she's injured, okay. but uh, Oscar Rousey would be fucking awesome. Yeah. Although oh, yeah. mainstream wise, I don't think anybody would really care. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. Okay. So yes, there, that's, that's it. Right? I think Gotta it's, it's going to be a great match. I yep. think it's going to be a great match. I think their triple threat with Becky Lynch was a mess. Uh, that main evented uh, edible mania years ago. Um, 
just because, and I was so mad when Charlotte got added into that, and I'm like, if they shoehorn Charlotte into this perfectly made Becky versus Ronda match, I'm going to hate Charlotte forever. I've decided. That's it. Um, but uh, no, I think one on one is definitely the right way to go, and I think they're going to have a uh, they're going to have a really good match. I hope anyway. No, one on one is um, definitely the way to go. Yeah. I oh, don't, oh I don't, yeah. I don't think we should try to shoehorn anyone in again. But uh, yeah, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe given the right the right work put into it that they can put on put on a match. I know Charlotte is is a good worker, so she can she can make it make something out of it. I'm sure. Yeah, and then Cody Rhodes is apparently at the Performance Center last week filming stuff, vignettes or whatever for really? his WWE return. Apparently, yeah. Um, who on the roster do you want to see Cody Rhodes work with at WrestleMania? Hmm. Well, I feel like we've been teased Edge. And then they've also talked about Edge versus AJ Styles is uh, one they want to kind of gravitate towards because Edge really want to work with AJ during this most but likely not Shawn final that run. That means Shawn Michaels isn't showing up. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I, I think Edge. I think that'd be actually a pretty good match. I think I Edge think Cody. They, yeah, I think they match pretty well. Um, I'm trying to think of like I don't Cody know. Doesn't, he doesn't like fit anywhere. Like yeah. you do Cody Orton, like a, a legacy yeah. type thing, nah, like legacy like redux. I would like that because I want to see what Ted DiBiase Jr. is up to. Uh, but uh, <laughs> they could bring him in like in a Marty Jannetty spot <laughs> one week. They just bring out fucking Ted. Hey, Ted, how's it going? Well, I'm, it, I'm it might be fine. interesting because, you know, Cody building this reputation for himself to, to making the young guys look better. Uh Maybe someone like Riddle would be a good match. Oh, uh, Austin, Austin Theory. Theory. Yeah, but whether that's like, that's not WrestleMania build though. If, no. if if Cody's coming back, they're putting him up against someone at the top of the roster. So I, well, I predict also, Edge. But yeah, it's also looking like they're well. At least they're pushing or maybe trying to do a misdirect for the Austin thing by having uh, Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens be in the tag title picture. Because mm-hmm. I think you kind of wonder, okay, well, what do you do with with Rollins? Rollins has already worked with Edge. Uh, do you do like Rollins Cody Rhodes, which we've never seen before, really? Or I guess when they were the Brotherhood and they were feuding with the Shield over the tag belts, we did, but not like a one on one where both right. of their careers are right now. So a Rollins Rhodes could be interesting, I guess. And you would, you can maybe get there by having you know Cody's professional animosity, but like. Uh, idolization of Triple H and Rollins kind of being Triple yep. H's, you know, the next coming and all that kind of stuff. I guess yeah. you can get there there. And, and that, that would way. be a good match, too. That that would deliver. I just, like, I worry they're just going to have Cody Rhodes come out one Monday and just be like, hey, uh, Otis, WrestleMania, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> like, oh, all right, I guess we're getting Cody Rhodes back at WrestleMania. Guess we've never Otis. seen that before. <laughs> Rey Mysterio. No, fuck it. Dominic, you and me. <laughs> All right, cool. We're doing that. Or he comes out as dark Cody Rhodes, still wearing the plastic shield because of Rey Mysterio broke his nose like eight <laughs> years ago. <laughs> I still haven't forgotten. But uh, like they yeah. have to they have to lean into the like he tried to build the competition and and they have now to. is back. So I, I feel like whatever match they they have there either has to be someone who's deeply invested in WWE, like an Edge, for instance, or the Miz, or like yeah, uh, you know, these kind of people, but or you know, someone who is 
is going to laugh in his face and tell him he failed or something <laughs> like like Seth Rollins. He's an excellent laugher. <laughs> Dare I say, you never wish health issues on anybody, but it really is unfortunate that Triple H had what happened to him happen to him because you've got Triple H, Cody Rhodes, ready-made feud right. out of the box. Right. Let's go. Yeah. Not that I'm, you know, as a spectacle match, that would be awesome. As an actual like wrestling match based on right. where like Triple right. H kind of is and what his last few matches have been. Uh, and also, it's Triple H at Mania, so you know it's going at least 30 minutes when it should probably be about 18, 19. So. Maybe they'll sign Shane back for the night. Oh. Sh- Sh- Shane Cody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that wraps up the wide world of wrestling. Obviously, it's been, uh, it's been a crazy week. Bigger stuff happening more and more. Oh, yeah. Undertaker's going to be in the Hall of Fame. All right. Yeah. Which will be uh, delivered after, to us on a on a Friday night SmackDown. After SmackDown, hey everybody, stay in your seats. We're gonna take the ring ropes out, and we're gonna everybody's gonna come out in suits. We're gonna do a Hall of Fame. How about that? What the fuck, man? All right, all right. Where, where are our slammies? I want the slammies back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get into a little bit of this week in wrestling history. What we're gonna do right here is go back, way back, back into time. Paris, there were a lot of options this week, as there, there were. are every single yeah. week when I send uh, our uh, our WrestleNation group text, the uh, what I found for uh, the biggest news stories in wrestling history from this week. Uh, one of them, I guess, really, really popped out at you uh, and emerged as a clear... Popped out, emerged, yes. Slimy frontrunner. Yes. Uh, which one did you want to talk about? It was from the year 2000 on Monday Night Raw. Well, a, a, a infamous uh, story from that time uh, where Mark Henry is, ha- has impregnated Mae Young and on this mon- specific Monday night, she gives birth uh, to a hand? That's right. She did. And we're done. <laughs> Mae Young was pregnant from Mark Say Henry and she gave to birth to, uh, not that it's important, but a white hand. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't Mark Henry's hand. I guess not. It didn't even seem, you know, uh, even remotely. Like, so I think Mark Henry <laughs> should have had some questions yeah. about that. And A lot up, of but, questions. Uh, one of the weirdest payoffs. Man, the pregnancy angle. Fucking Vince Russo. The pregnancy angles abound throughout that guy's entire tenure writing wrestling. Uh, and they all have bullshit payoffs. Oh, Terry Runnels fell. And now D'Lo has to work for her <laughs> because he feels bad. Or was it Kane hit Snitsky or Snitsky hit Kane onto Lita and that's done. Uh, I think Stacy Keebler fell down and that happened as well. Like, but I want to see them really leave. May Young saw her. Her uh, It went to term. It went to term. <laughs> it exactly. went to term. Full term. And it was ahead. <laughs> Commit. Give me a night. We're talking this like five month CM Punk MJF storyline. Give me a nine-month storyline. Let's go. Like, what are they? Or no, she. I think she was pregnant, not because she got pregnant, but they fired Don Marie when she got pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know what? Let's put her in a storyline and let's play this thing out over nine months. See how she's doing. Check in with her. Maybe her and Lance Storm <laughs> are in the Moz class or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Why not? You got three hours of TV a week to fill. So uh, yeah, and then they brought back the hand. What was it the twenty-fifth anniversary? Twentieth anniversary? Yeah, Raw yeah, 1, yeah. One of those things. Did you know there was a 
I don't know if it was SmackDown or Raw. There was, I think, last week or the week before was 1,500? I, I heard rumor of that, but I don't yeah, think they I made a big hubbub about it, did they? No, there was no hubbub at all. I didn't yeah. find out about it until, like, the next day. Like, oh, yeah, this happened on Raw 1,500, and it was from yesterday. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> You usually make a big deal out of this sort of stuff. I mean, I guess we'll see in 500 episodes for Raw 2000. It was really oh. incredible in the Attitude Era, era how much TV time Mae Young and uh, and the other one, whose name is escaping me. Mula. Fabius Mula. Uh, how much TV time they got on a, a, lot, a wrestling show. And they wrestled too, which was frightening at times. They got put yeah. through many a table. <laughs> they, were, they were boss and no mercy though. That's the thing. You couldn't. Yeah, they shared a character <laughs> slot, right? But uh, but they were, or did they? Yeah, they did, right? I, I. But you could play. You played them individually. Well, you could play individual um, attires. Oh, okay. Is that what it was? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, two Moolas, two May Youngs, one character slot. Off you go. So. <laughs> uh, they weren't that hard to animate. Obviously, or <laughs> different. There were tons of awesome things that happened this week in wrestling history. There was the 1997, I think, ECW invasion at the Manhattan Center Raw, uh, which was my first exposure to ECW. You got Sabu jumping off the sign onto Team Taz, Dudley Boys and stuff, and like Rob Van Dam basically kind of peacocking and being like, hey, I want to be here. I deserve to be here. I'm great. Yeah. Uh, which is where I first fell in love with, with Rob Van Dam. Uh, for me, probably the biggest thing in wrestling history that happened was in 2014 when the WWE Network launched. I've said it before on the show, this is the greatest thing that WWE has ever done and the single best thing out there for wrestling fans. Not because of the current stuff, although getting all the pay-per-views for your monthly charge is great, but the fact that I can go and I will watch that Raw from the Manhattan Center. I want to watch Mae Young give birth to this hand. I can do that. You can pull it's that up. all there. It is staggering the the volume of content across pretty much all of wrestling that they have when impact was circling the drain and stuff it was like wwe is going to pick that up and buy the the tape library and boom now you've got all these years of tna on yeah. the network and retro aj styles specials and all that sort of stuff uh i still will forever think no matter how bad the current product gets the wwe network is incredible yeah, and it's uh, apparently we still have the better version in the states. We it's do. become more challenging to, to Peacock use. But, garbage. Yeah, but yeah. we still have the optimum one here in Canada. And you remember how slow out of the gate this thing was from announcement, and then yeah. it missed its target date, and then it languished. And they filmed Legends House for the network when it was going to be an actual channel, and all this stuff. Like people were laughing about the WWE Network and making fun of them. Uh, yeah. for like a good year or two before this thing actually rolled out. And I still wish they had like, maybe not same time, but like week of Raw and SmackDown. What do That's you mean? my own, like, like within the same like time period to have Raw on the, on the network. Like you want, if you wanted to watch Raw from two weeks ago, you could? No, like Raw from this week. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, you want to watch the weekly show yes. on the network. Yes. I think that's okay. still the biggest opportunity there. And I don't know if that's ever going to be, you know, okay with USA and whoever else they're working with in the States to have, to have it on the network as well. Um, but, you know, when I th first thought about getting the WWE network back in the day, I was like, oh, wow, perfect. Like, this is exactly what I want. And then I found out that, you know, you only get raw as like, was it like, it's like 
six weeks later or something like that yeah. and uh and then at the time you said you know legends house which i was like yeah i i, I like big brother sure Story time. <laughs> and, like they've, they've had some stuff which like isn't that great but they have a lot of stuff for like everybody like the edge and christian show was 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 really funny and a lot of really good tongue-in-cheek stuff for people who have been wrestling fans for a long time what i appreciate uh, is uh, the the like docuseries and stuff are love that stuff aren't like wwe-ified as much as they no. could be like they are you know behind the curtain they are real they to an extent of course i'm sure there's some filter on them um but you do get the kind of true uh stories about these people and their their families and their the you know you get the true story about how drew mcintyre felt about his run to wrestlemania and all yeah you know, like the the hardy boys like there's a good documentary there the even the big undertaker series that they did was all very um shoot if you will um and it felt felt real even though it's told through a wwe lens so i i do appreciate that you weren't getting that that filter put in there that Mm -hmm. i was kind of afraid of whenever i watched one of those one of those docuseries like oh well how 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 much of vince's hands have been all over this and preventing me from seeing what i actually want to see in this story um you know and this isn't a wwe network one but you and i talked about how we watched the uh a uh any um warrior uh biography and watched the dark side of the the ring ring. and they were pretty much the same story and it's like even though wwe has its hands in these things they're still willing to let people see the the truth behind things and the wwe network is a big part of that yeah, and you know, there's a certain amount of okay, the history is written by the victor with your Monday Night War specials and all that stuff. But that thing, that stuff is still really, really good, and they don't yeah, just paint WCW yeah. out as being like, oh, they're really shitty. And I love watching the ruthless aggression uh, series. Yeah, yeah, because that was an era of wrestling where you know a lot of us were kind of like a little bit worn out from yep. the invasion, and that was the first thing they really botched the invasion. They're kind of like, oh, okay. Uh, but just seeing how wrestling was still really, really good at that time. I mentioned before watching the Evolution uh, episode and just, ah, wonderful stuff. I think we can all agree that for WWE Network to be the best thing ever, uh, we got to have those movies on there. Give me the chaperone. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I want the chaperone. Was that knucklehead? That, that big show one? Yeah. I need that on there. Uh, when Randy Orton was going to go to the papers, uh, whatever that movie was with Ed <laughs> Harris, I want that on there. Where the are my WWE Network uh, movies? WWE films. Yes. There's some good ones in there. The Call's pretty good. That's the Wade um, Barrett, Halle Berry, right? Oculus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oculus. Yeah. The, you know, the they, thing is they like made some decent films. I'm watching the Oscar nominees and stuff, and it's like Netflix films and Apple Plus and all this kind of stuff. Like, yeah. when's WWE going to get one in there? <laughs> you could do it. Academy Award nominee, Oculus. The call was so weird because they just put out so much shit, right? And then it's like, well, this is a real, this is a real movie. Does everybody yeah. know this is a real movie? <laughs> like, this isn't just like, oh, we put Paige in the Miz in a Santa shit, and here we go. No, this, this is legitimate, right? This, and you're watching it kind of like, I enjoyed that scene, but this is a WWE film. I'm very confused. Where are the Flintstones? Are we doing the Flintstones? <laughs> Scooby Doo well? show up soon. Yeah, Scooby Doo showing up with a roided up Sin Cara. Are we doing that? Uh, also, man, there's that, uh, an eventful week for wrestling history, just to touch on like one more thing, Tiny. This is like when they announced that they had signed Sin Cara. Yeah. Big deal. Big deal that they got Sin Cara, who arguably was the biggest non WWE wrestling star in the world. Uh, 
That's... Well, you see them kind of like, and you see it a bit net right now, actually, is them trying to kind of push into other markets. And they're yeah. like trying their best to like, oh, well, Sain Sankara and everyone in Latin America will now want to watch WWE uh, instead of AAA or whatever else they're watching. Um, but like these continued failed experiments. And now, and now we're sending Veer and Mansoor... Yeah. And, you know, all these guys, and it's just like, you're just trying to push into that market, which good for you, like good, good, good on you for trying. But, uh, I don't, I don't see the WWE taking over the world in that way. So I saw Veer posted something on social media or whatever, uh, and I did a little research into him. Apparently that's the dude from Million Dollar Arm. You know, the John Hamm, the fucking yeah, I'm familiar with the film. I never saw it, but. Yeah, that's apparently Veer. He's one of the guys. <laughs> okay. Take your word for it. Yeah. Was that a WWE them. film? Send them. No, it wasn't, but or maybe it was. I don't know. <laughs> it was a real movie, so I would I would be glad to say no because it was a real movie. But also, who knows the call? Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, that closes the book on another episode of NEW Wrestle Nation. You can follow us on Twitter at NEW Wrestle Pod, and be sure to also follow the Nation Extreme Wrestling account at NEW Wrestling Inc. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. If you're on iTunes, leave a rating for the show and leave a review for the show. That'd be great. Uh, visit nationextremewrestling.com for any ticket information for upcoming shows. Again, NEW5 is tonight. Uh, Afterglow is Monday. And there will be shows happening uh, for the next several months at least that have already been announced. Some big stars have been announced to them. I mean, we get great talent coming in and also incredible talent that's already here in the lower mainland who are waiting to put on excellent professional wrestling for you fans. So that's all for this week. Uh, Thank you, Mike Paris. Thank you, sir. And uh, uh, thanks, Wyatt, wherever you are. uh, Halfway to Belgium. Belgium. Yeah, halfway halfway to Brussels by now. So, all right. uh, We'll see you all next week on Wrestle Nation.